In this episode of Escaping the Rabbit Hole, my guest reveals the right-wing bouncing souls manipulation tactic that kept him frantically researching conspiracy theories. Can you guess what this is? Keep listening to find out. Welcome to Escaping the Rabbit Hole, hosted by former conspiracy theorist Antonio Perez, author of Converting Conspiracy Theorists. Antonio looks at conspiracy theories from multiple angles, such as how do conspiracy theorists impact their family and friends? How can they escape the grip of conspiracy theories? And why do they fall down the rabbit hole in the first place? You'll discover strategies to set clear boundaries with people stuck in dangerous conspiracy theories and improve your mental well-being. Here's your host, Antonio Perez. Aloha, this is Antonio with EscapingTheRabbitHole.com. As a former conspiracy theorist, I have a good idea of what kind of pulls people into it. And I always like getting other people that were into conspiracy theories to talk about their journey. Today, I have John, known as the ex-conspiracy theorist. Thank you for jumping on the call. Thank you. So um, let's kind of jump into it. What? Um, how did you get pulled into conspiracy theories in the first place? Well, first, it was pretty much what drags people in uh, like a gateway drug. It's, it's politics because of the political bias. So in, in that case, in the 2009 to 2010 era, it was um, the conspiracy theory surrounding Obama. And um, the big promoter of that was Glenn Beck. And as I listened to Glenn Beck further, um, that get, that led me to other more, more anti-Obama outlets, which led me to Alex Jones, which led me to what, all the conspiracy theories he believed in. Yeah. So it's funny. In um, my book, here's my shameless, shameless plug. Um, converting conspiracy theorist. I mentioned how I um, how I was real deep into conspiracy theories, and the one event that cracked that kind of stopped me from believing. I don't know if I've told you the story. I was. Coming back from computer school, the bus would come down Rosa Parks Avenue in Detroit and it would turn towards the highway and then it would it would do that day in and day out. But one day the pattern changed. So keep in mind it happened for about a year. And you know, anytime a pattern changes, we notice right away. We see the confirmation bias. Oh, it's not confirmation bias, but we see when a pattern changes. Anyhow, the bus, instead of turning on to Michigan Avenue, uh instead of turning towards the highway, it crosses over, gets to Michigan Avenue, takes a left. So at that point, I'm already Prime to see things because of Al Jones, all that prime. Okay, there's something happening. Next thing I know, I hear like a thunk, thunk, thunk. I can hear like this, like a whirly bird sound. And I'm thinking, like, what the hell? I look outside the window of the bus, two black helicopters are hovering over a building. I'm like, holy shit, what's happening? This is 2007. So I'm knee deep in Alex Jones' rhetoric. I get off the bus and off in the distance, it looks like a bomb had gone off. There's, um, looks like paramilitaries in this, members in the streets got fully armed fully armed so i'm thinking like alex jones is right martial law is here they're coming for us they're coming for our guns even though i had i, I didn't have a gun so i'm getting ready to like hightail it i want to get home warn all my patriot friends on my space okay i gotta warn everybody this could be the this is a false flag as i'm getting ready to dart in front of the train station i look over i see about a block away on the right i see this guy the best way to describe him he looks like a a a scrotum stretch over skeleton with two eyes bulging out so just Keep that in mind. And as I'm coming up to the guy, I'm like, I'm like, how do I know this guy? I've seen him before. My mind's racing. Heart's pounding. I'm starting to panic. My plan was to, once I get past him, just run home. So, and you understand this when you're paranoid, you're just, 
you're scared all the time. So as I'm getting ready to run past the guy, I look over, I'm like, why the fuck is the actor Steve Buscemi here? And I heard quiet on the set. I'm like, oh! <laughs> it clicked, I looked around, I'm like, you're filming a freaking movie. Yeah, they were yeah. filming they were filming the island. So full disclosure, um Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, he was in that movie. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. He, but he wasn't in that scene. But um I just I put him in that I put um, I've told it so many I've told that story so many times. I put him in the scene. And that's the interesting thing about conspiracy theorists theories. When we tell ourselves these stories so many times, we start to believe them. We start conspiracy theorists will start seeing evidence that does not exist. Mm-hmm. You start, and then when it, somebody asks to back it up, it, yeah, you, you, it's that whole crazy rhetoric. What um, what's what do you think pulled you out? Was there like one or two events that kind of switched everything? Uh, it was pretty much college when I um, went went to Florida Southern College. I took some foreign policy classes, learning basic stuff about um how how the world world order it has been, how foreign policy between different countries has um, changed over the years. And then when I heard the term new world order, I was like, oh my God, this is like a, like they're going to talk about the new world order and how they tried, tried to create a global government or something. And then yeah, he got all excited. Got immensely, but I was like, keeping it cool. Just let my professor speak. And then um, when they talked about it, it was just like a benign term for like what the current, current world order is post the collapse of the Soviet Union. And, and pretty much like the new world orders I brought up every time, like some big event happens, like would ch- would change it. Like if like there's there's been all kinds of orders. There's been a Roman order, an Islamic order, a Persian or- order, Egyptian order, and like and this this era is called the a lot of foreign policy people call it the American order because America is the dominant one. Or and if there's another era like where there's another another foreign power that's like equal to that the u.s it'll be like the 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 two-state power in which like two two states mainly run the world uh, guided most of the world and um yeah so it, it was just a very very normal term like for, i think i think it was first coined by george hw bush and um yeah ever since then like as soon as i found out like that that term's like a very benign term and it doesn't mean anything. I'm like thinking, um, okay, what else is he lying about? Then basically that what that's what pushed me to like look up the context if there was one for almost everything Alex Jones was saying. Yeah, no, there's a whole broken clock. Um it's funny when people if you bring that up to conspiracy theorists like, oh, he might be wrong about this, but he predicts a lot of stuff. I'm like, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't, yeah. No. Did I ever send you that video where I ran into him? Uh, you, I think you sent me a photo. Oh, oh no, it was the video. Yeah, yeah. So me it and a, like... uh, it was funny. Me and a uh, uh, hypnotist friend. He does uh, um, shows on a cruise ship. So he came, he came to Kauai, and I took him on a hike, and I was talking to him how a lot of hypnotists buy into conspiracy theories because it's. I think a lot of hypnotists are promised like, oh, you're going to get secret knowledge to be able to help people. You're better than doctors. Blah blah blah. It's just. It's kind of built like that. Uh, I guess a lot of it's marketing because if you can build prestige into something, it's easier to sell something. When we're doing the hike, I talked to him about how about how Alex Jones is crazy, yada yada yada. And six hours later, we're at a restaurant. I look by, I'm like, "Holy shit, that's Alex Jones!" I was like, 
let me get a picture. And then it dawns on me, like, I can't share a picture of me with Alex Jones on Facebook. I'm going to look like an asshole. I need to get video for this full disclosure. Yeah, you're lucky. Only celebrity I've ever run into is like, hey, can I take a picture with you? It's Shia LaBeouf. Um, oh, he's, he's a weirdo. Yeah, but this was back in 2000, uh, 2012, maybe? Yeah. To get instant access to the newest episodes of the podcast and the first three chapters of Antonio's newest book, go to www.escapingtherabbithole.com and enter your first name and best email and smash the button that says, get the podcast. How was your mental health going through all this? Did you have any issues with mental health beforehand or? Uh, no one's ever asked me that before. The, the answer to that would be no. Um, no, like. No, nothing that no like extreme paranoia or anxiety is something that would like I guess or schizophrenia something that would like prone someone to believing all sorts of things it's, it was just gullibility mostly oh okay, okay. yeah especially when you're long, young, young and easily impressionable like you'll if, if you don't think like a detective or like a, I think like a scientist or think basic basic critical thinking you start to um, believe, believe things everything. that yeah, exactly. Depending on like who who gets to you first. Well, a lot of conspiracy theorists start with a conclusion first. They start with a conclusion, then they add evidence, and then it doesn't matter what evidence you show them; it doesn't work. There, there's a really good book. Um, have you ever heard of street epistemology? Uh, no. Street epistemology was coined. The term was coined by Peter Bogosian. He has this uh, question. This um methodology of asking questions to help people to rethink how they got to the, the beliefs that they believe one of the questions i love in it is um let's say somebody says they believe in satanic pedophiles running the planet you could ask them on a scale of one to ten how confident are you in the belief that satanic pedophiles run the planet and then they'll give you their baseline and they might say oh about a seven and then you just ask them like why didn't you choose a six when you they they think you're gonna ask them a question like why didn't you go higher so they kind of put the defenses up and you say, why didn't you choose a lower number? They, um, they, how do I say it? They tend to, they have to provide evidence of why the belief might be wrong, which is kind of interesting. Do you know if, if you have any history with trauma or anything? Uh, no, not before that. Nothing that would, um, that, that would like make, make somebody vulnerable. Okay. Nothing like that. No. What's the one idea you think people get wrong about conspiracy theorists? Uh, that that they're mentally ill or like they're uh, schizophrenic, I think is the yeah. biggest one, which isn't the case. Like some some of them are, I mean, they'll talk crazy, and then you, like we, when you um, bring up basic stuff, like say, but what? But how is that the case? If like th- this is happening, it'd be kind of like oh, over kind of a stretch to say that. It's like they'll be like, um, they're like, like they'll they'll ponder that. They'll they'll give like thought to it. And it's like but they'll stick to their original beliefs as if they're as, yeah. as if they're religion. Yeah. I think people with mental health issues can definitely be prone to them. With the same token, I think that people can can have mental health issues caused by conspiracy theories. Oh yeah, they could def- it could definitely trigger it because one of the biggest issues with mental health is especially with people that have delusions is when um people around them give in to their delusions. Sometimes they might play with them. Oh, you think the you think the body's running before you better start digging and then they'll start digging. Reaffirming what they think is real will only make their mental health 
uh, worse when you give yeah. into their delusions. In um in my book, um, I talk about this thing called the fame model, F-A-M-E. Let me know if this kind of hits true for you. This is how I explain myself getting pulled into conspiracy theorists. F stands for feeling powerless. At least for me, I felt powerless. I'm like, I, I want I want to feel like I'm in control. And that's part of when um when I thought the the martial law was happening, I I felt powerless like a victim of the new world order in the world around me, but I wanted to be a hero. And be like, hey, you guys, I'm going to save you guys. A is apophenia, which I know this hits for you. Apophenia is connecting the dots. When you see everything, you start connecting the dots. And then I think when you're connecting the dots, you almost create, in my opinion, you create like a larger meta story of everything. And I think that's why um, QAnon has been so successful is QAnon seems to, it's a conspiracy of everything. They, they tie everything together. M is misinformation, which is blatantly obvious. And then E is external locus of control. Are you familiar with the idea of locus of control? Uh, no. So locus of control is, a good metaphor is, who is driving the car? Are you driving or are you a passenger? Are you in control? Are you in full agency? Or is it, do you, um, do you feel like a victim? Do you think the Illuminati and all these nefarious forces are controlling your life? Does that make sense? Yeah. So how much how much of the that fame model kind of resonated with what you are going through? Um, well, like you, being a college student back then, like you 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 feel not making a lot of money initially, and um, and being someone you don't think can make a difference. I mean, sometimes it got to the point where it's like, oh, we got to overthrow this this big bad government. It's like, oh, but I don't have the money. What could I do? And and basically, um. You, you would li- you would listen to Alex Jones and he'll and he would and you'd wonder like when he would say w- w- when was the time it's like kind of like when um, when people ask their preachers like when will the end come when should we be ready and then he'll like I'll let you know you know why because you, you can't you can't make a lot of money you have to keep on grifting your followers yeah I mean Alex Jones didn't really drain me I think I spent only like $150 worth of DVDs I still I got them I- I, I have an embarrassing picture of me wearing a. I have a so funny. I have a Che Guevara shirt with a uh, Infowars sticker. With, those two don't go together. Oh wow! Is, is it from his website or just someone? No, made no, it? no, no, no. I, I I had the Che Guevara shirt, but then I um I bought I think an Infowars sticker. It's oh, it's funny. I, we used to do a conspiracy theory brew view at the bar I worked at in Detroit. We would um hand out. Uh, tin foil to everybody so we'd sit there we'd drink we also did this thing that made us parent oh called cocaine that's one reason this is probably over 25 years ago that's another reason i was paranoid your your impression i was probably in my mid-20s impressionable paranoid uh i remember one time i'd gone to work and i get to work and there's a sign on the door saying uh has been shut down so my immediate thought was they got to us they don't want us to expose them they're shutting us down. Well, the issue is the uh, owner of the, of the business, God rest his soul, he passed away. He was not good at business. He wasn't like paying his taxes, so he got shut down for that. It wasn't, uh, I thought like the government's coming after us. They're trying to shut us off. It wasn't. But my brain decided, uh, confirmation bias, that's what my brain told me was happening. Mm. What's, I guess, the hardest challenge that you've had to overcome in your life? Um, mostly just like looking back and say, like, "Oh my God, I wasted a year of my life." It's kind of like, like it was only a year. 
a little little over years. It was from from two thousand nine to two thousand uh, uh, ten. So that would be two years. Pretty oh much. shit! You got out easy. I went. I went from like two thousand one to like two thousand seven. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, oh so you, you were into the nine eleven stuff, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So did did you have this feeling that two, that nine eleven um, going into two thousand eight was like old and like it's tiresome? Like we gotta move on to something else. Possibly. Yeah, because I've noticed that, and I think the single biggest thing that destroyed the nine eleven truth movement was the election of Obama. Because at the time, most people that were believing it were people that were like people on the left. But what after Obama got elected, that thing started to go down because I'm I'm guessing they think, oh, he won't he won't investigate nine eleven. He's there's probably nothing to it, and like that, it just slowly faded away. Yeah, and one thing I noticed. Um... From 2001 to Obama, it was it's an inside job. It it was a government, but then um, when you have they're trying to claim he's a Muslim and this and that, he was much more of a threat, I think, than the inside job. Then they then there's idea went from it's an inside job to the Muslim Brotherhood. It's the bad Muslims. Yeah, the, the it's like the newer thing that's being talked about. Like, I mean, Muslim the Muslim Brotherhood, which is a real organization. I mean, I learned about my foreign policy class, but um, it's a but it didn't become trendy until the um the until a brown man until a brown man was in yeah <laughs> and then yeah, yeah and then people I, people got spooked I often have this um thing i tell conspiracy theorists that think he's a muslim like i say oh black plus white equals brown equals Mo- arab equals muslim equals terrorist cuz like that it yeah. would not be marketable to say he's a muslim if he was not if he was not half white half half black it's oh, because he was full black. Oh, that's right. Yeah, his mom, his, mom, his mom's side was white, but his his, his so he looks he looks more he looks more Arabic being black and white. That's a good yeah, the Browns. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never thought about that. There's a meme on uh, face. Uh, you can look it up. A meme that said that says um, Trump was a Muslim, and it's and it's just like little um, Muslim kid that looks just like Trump. That's funny. <laughs> A whole story about how he was adopted. I have a conspiracy theory about conspiracy theories that are very kind of meta. That the first conspiracy theory that we get introduced to is almost like a foundation of a house. And then any new conspiracy theories we get, it's almost like other layers of the house are being built on top of it. And I think my idea is that any newer conspiracy theories kind of uh, lay the groundwork and make the original conspiracy theory seem more real. My idea is if the original conspiracy theory that we bought into were to be challenged or dismantled, if we stopped believing it, if it would kind of be like foundations, uh, cracks in the foundation going through a house. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, in terms of like the whole belief in it falling apart? Yeah. In terms of, um, let's say, the belief in the original conspiracy theory falling apart, if that were to kind of uh, go through the other conspiracy theories. Yeah, that, that definitely contributes to like being deprogrammed from believing other stuff. Like you might like break away from like if you're an Alex Jones fan and uh, you broke away from him believing Sandy Hook is like okay, he believes this. What else is he pushing that couldn't be true e- either? And then it's just like just just like what I did about finding out what else he's lying about. It just creates a domino effect. I'm looking in um 
chapter 10 of the book, I talk about um, conspiracy and converting questions. At one point, I talked about how Alex Jones, um, you know, his whole thing, if they lied to you about that, what else have they lied to you about? And you're like, oh, you're right. What else have they lied to me about? Were you ever into, I guess, um, um, alternative health quackery? Uh, no, that wasn't trendy at the time. 2000, I mean, there was, I didn't take the swine flu vaccine back then. But um, then again, I'm actually glad, I'm actually glad I didn't, because me personally, I'm actually allergic to the um, COVID Moderna shot. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I've I've written about this on my page. I just happened to be one of those rare cases of someone who had an allergic reaction to it, brought my platelets from, which is basically what, what, um, allows you you to coagulate when you bleed either externally or internally my platelets went from 150,000 to 5,000 so I was like one punch away from death what um what um so it, uh, allergic to moderna is there any other ones what about like the J&J which one is that Johnson and Johnson oh I, I didn't try it I, um my current hematologist tells me not to um, well, he, any any vaccine, um, he tells me to like check with him first because I also have a exemption from the um, MMR vaccine, um, mumps, measles, and rubella, and um, but I have not, I haven't had natural immunity from that, so I don't really need it. Okay. But uh, but yeah, that that thing also triggered it when I was a child too. That's not fun. No, I mean it's, <laughs> I've not had an issue with it for twenty five years, and then it's just like if, if I'm take a vaccine that apparently like l- ruins your platelets and yeah, I'm, I'm screwed. Yeah. Don't do that. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I that back to your, back to your thing about health. Like I wasn't, it wasn't really trendy back then, 2009, 2010. Yeah. I think it might be more of like the prepper kind of thing. Oh yes. Yeah. We all have a conspiracy theory that was too crazy for us. I remember at the um, when I was we were doing the conspiracy theory brewing view, people would come in like sheeple, as we would call them, would come in and be like, "Oh, what about the reptilian agenda?" I knew they were trying to like poke fun at me. I'm like, "Oh, I'm not that crazy. I just believe this crazy shit that satanic pedophiles run the planet or whatever crazy shit." I almost use it as like a lever to be like, "Look, I'm not that crazy. I'm still normal." What was your what was your line that was too far? Back then, it it was definitely the reptilians. But at the same time, when I was listening to Alex Jones' show, he would have D- David Icky on, who's like the the godfather of that stuff. And Icky, I'm thinking Icky, to myself, Icky is a good way to say him. Yeah, I think that is how you properly pronounce it. I think it's Icky, but I like Icky. Icky sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> but like uh, when he would have him on, I'm like thinking that oh, like they're not really talking about reptilians, but like this is this is his thing. Why is he? Why is he? pushing it and like yeah but years later this that i put two and two together saying figuring out like why he was doing that back then it's basically um get get as much of a market of conspiracy theories as possible and that's why he um jones expanded to uh sandy hook like he was just doing whatever was trending on and this is in the court records for his defamation lawsuit they were looking at like what was trending on google with analytics uh search terms and that that's basically how, how you find out like what people are want talking about and what people are um, uh, wanting to hear. They, and if they find the most popular conspiracy theorists talking about this, they're going to be like, oh, wow, it's being exposed. Yeah. 
Was it Google Analytics or was it like Google Trends? Um, I, I may maybe Google Trends. I may be getting the the words wrong, yeah. but um, you you can look it up in the core records about how he how they were um, looking up search terms at the time, trying to figure out what to talk about based on their show. How do you prevent yourself from falling back down into the rabbit hole? Oh, I don't. That's actually a good question. Um, if if something happened that's like, okay, I'm absolutely convinced this was staged. Like, there's a pretty high threshold for. I mean, there's 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 a lot of stuff that's staged, but it's like most it's mostly boring stuff, like Jesse Smollett. Yeah, like, and they say, oh, see, thing things are staged. It's like, yeah, pretty much not the stuff that you talk about, but um, and, and that's different. That's different. Well, okay, something like that, Smollett. That's easy to stage because it's one person, two people. When you start oh, adding one, other three, but yeah, oh yeah, three, but yeah, you add, you start adding other people. But here's the deal: they couldn't, um, even though they stage it, it still got out. Yeah, and you start adding other people to the fold. It's it's impossible. Mm-hmm. When we were in active in conspiracy theories, we didn't really think that one through. You don't really have that. You you don't think about like wow, it takes a lot of people. You know why? Conspiracy theories are sexy. Normal life is boring as shit. Conspiracy theories are like that. It's like that, um, like a really like interesting movie. That it's something that's just so fancy. Like, wow, this it 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 seems conspiracy theories are sexier than the than world is chaotic. Does that make sense? Yeah. Life is boring. So in conspiracy theories, um they know their stories. Like I was talking about my story with um, when uh, with Steve Buscemi, I didn't actually see him there, but I've told that story so many times. I've I've mentally put him there, and that was to the point where I've almost had to question myself. I'm like, wait, did I see him there? No, you know, anytime we access a memory, we're altering that memory. It's never the same memory. If you have a memory from childhood, anytime you access it, it alters it a little bit. So I've told that story so many times. I've and I'm like, wait, I'm like, is he really there? It's Interesting thing with our memory. Is your mental and emotional health being affected by a loved one trapped in conspiracy theories? If so, discover how Antonio can help you set clear boundaries and reclaim your mental well-being. Book your free 20-minute consultation call by going to www.escapingtherabbithole.com slash call. That's escapingtherabbithole.com forward slash C-A-L-L. How did you define yourself politically before, during, and after your time as a conspiracy theorist? Uh, back then, your standard Republican, which had, or I think it was high sixty percent, believe Obama wasn't born in the U.S. <laughs> and, and right now, I'm pretty left economically and socially, but I'm like I'm willing to say like, okay, like I'm, this guy's on the left. This is a majority belief on the left. It's wrong. Move on, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm pretty left. So it's funny. I my family are pretty much all liberals. Parents are teachers, so gonna more often than not gonna lean left. I don't know how I ever fell down into libertarian. I thought I was a libertarian. I'm like, no, lip. I got I got into libertarianism back back that after the conspiracy phase briefly. Like I supported Ron Paul for president in 2012. And then after he didn't win, I decided to vote for Obama. I remember um, when I uh, went to Florida before I moved to Kauai. I, um, you know, and I think a lot, a lot of it was wanting to find a community. 
I remember seeing, um, you know, you you always see those random, it was in Florida. You see those random people on the side of the road with Ron Paul flags. I'm like, oh my God, ah. My parents, I was like, let's pull over. I'm guaranteed they're probably like, oh, Jesus Christ. Gotta fucking deal with this shit again. Um, but it's funny. As I look back, a lot of the conspiracy people I'm hanging out with, a lot of hateful people. I had a lot. There was a definitely, um, I was, there was um, Oracle Broadcasting. I was helping promote them. A lot of homophobic dudes, straight up. They're homophobic, assholes, transphobic. Um, and there's some straight up racist ass people. I remember some of the oh, yeah. memes shared. I'm like, I when um the Michigan, you know the Michigan militia, right? I've heard of them, yeah. They um uh, I mentioned in the book, uh, I think the first chapter of that was in my parents' living room. I get a call from John from Michigan Militia, which is weird because he lived in southwest Detroit, which is 99% Mexican. He hmm. Yeah, and uh, the founder of the Michigan Militia was it was really weird. And he called me up and I remember asking him if I wanted to join. He probably saw my name on different message forums or message boards. And I asked him, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, asked him about joining. I'm like, I'm Mexican. Can I join? Click. <laughs> Straight dial tone. I was like, okay. I was like, I see how you line. And the Michigan Militia, it's so funny. Those, uh, those ding-dongs, I thought it would be a good idea to try to kidnap the governor of Michigan. <laughs> How did they think that was going to go? There, um, there's a lot. It's funny. There's a lot. I don't know if you realize this. There's a lot of um, militia movements in Michigan. You know, I'm sure Florida. How's Florida? I'm sure you guys have a couple of them. Oh, I've not heard of one um, that's active in Florida. It's. I mean, if there was, it probably is like a branch of the Oath Keepers from back then. Yeah. Um, but like Oath Keepers is pretty much. Like they're, I mean, their founder just gone to jail for twenty, going to prison for twenty five years. He, I'm getting an argument with this guy on Facebook today. He's talking about how January six it was FBI. Blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, so you're telling me these people are willing to go to prison? Or no, they're like they're Antifa. I'm like, so you're yeah, the people like, that normally have masks on are willing to take their masks off and go to prison for twenty years. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I asked him which ones that have have been arrested are Antifa and which ones. That didn't get arrested, but they were caught on tape doing something. Which ones are Antifa? It's always the ones that, that say, oh, they're unidentified. I haven't really heard anybody say, like, oh, the people that went to prison or they're going to jail um, or they were arrested were Antifa members. And, and sometimes the people that, that get accused of being Antifa, they're like people that are arrested, but they were released and the charges dropped because there's there, the yeah. evidence wasn't just wasn't there. I'm not saying that they didn't do it or that they did, did do it, but like, you don't have evidence. You just don't hold, hold, hold people. I like. I really like seeing a Trumper get accused for being Antifa. Oh, there's some oh, kind of poetic, poetic yeah, the justice. Shaman, yeah, the shaman was accused of it. There's one guy who's like soon Fox News because he was arrested for January sixth, but he was good. Is that is that the Epps guy? Uh, I, th- I think that that, that that's him. I keep confusing him him for the F- F- the head of the FBI because I think they have similar names, but I think that it's Epps. Yeah, is that the one Tucker Carlson's like he's a yeah yeah I think he he could be. We just don't know. Like that Tucker Carlson. So you know, I'm gonna start calling Cuck Cucker Carlson. You know, a lot of the oh that's brilliant. Yeah, I just thought about that one. A lot of Republicans talk about oh you guys are cocks, you guys are cucks. Do you remember uh, Roger Stone? Yeah, I know Roger Stone. Yeah, it's funny, you know. Um, so he, it's funny, like him and his his breed of people, like calling liberals cucks. He pulled out an ad in a strip in a swinger magazine asking 
been sitting up as it said something like, uh, I need BBC for my wife. I'm like, I'm like, you're the little definition of a cuck, especially with all these people that are crying about uh, trans people. What is the idea? A um, it's the idea that an accusation is a confession. Accusation is a confession. Uh, yeah, well, let's say when you got these uh, people, when people are screaming about trans people that are grooming kids, grooming kids, and all of a sudden, like lo and behold, you see you see a cop that gets busted um, grooming kids. You see a freaking um, uh, or some right wing oh, people, people that get get like arrested for things that they accuse others of doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, it happens all the time, and I'm not saying that there's not um, Democrats that are scumbags. There are. I brought this up before. When people are hyper-focusing on pedophilia, that is fucking weird. Yeah. Like... A lot lot of times the obsession isn't actually saving... Like, I... I, People... Like, I talk to people who are, like, defensive of QAnon. It's like, name one child QAnon has saved. One. And they're they're not able to bring it up. And there's, like, you have all these these child busts that the FBI and law enforcement agencies announced. It's like, oh... How did you miss this one? They like you weren't even talking about like a, a a pedophile ring in in South Florida or something. Like you somehow missed that. Yeah. So, um, a few months ago, I was at a uh, nursing home. We were caregivers for our elderly neighbors when he passed away. And there's this lady there, nice lady. But then at one point, she's talking about religion. She's like, you know what? She's there's these radical people in the world. I'm like, oh shit. Oh no. And she's like, she's like, there's this new type of gay. I'm like, oh, I already know. Like, <laughs> she's like, they're radicals. I'm like, whatever. And then one day, this is right around the sound of freedom. Everything she's talking about, I'm like, I know where you're getting these talking points from. And she's talking about, oh, there's these pedophiles and they're trying to take our kids. And and I, I remember I told him, like, listen, that movie's full of a lot of rhetoric, a lot of misinformation. I'm like, listen, I'm like, if you want to help kids. I can get you. I can get you a number for organization on the, on the on the island so you can help. And basically shut her up. Like, no, you're not looking for solutions. You're look conspiracy theorists are looking for problems while other people are trying to find solutions. Yeah, and they're they're like Sam Cedar has brought. Uh, you know who Sam Cedar is, right? He, I can hear his voice. Majority, um, majority Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's with he's yeah, with, he's with that woman a lot, right? What's her name? I, I don't know her name. She, yeah. but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um. He he's brought this up about Alex Jones for years, say, saying that if Alex Jones didn't exist, he would have to the CIA or some um, uh, mark some PR agency would have to invent him to like to misdirect resources and attention away from um, problems that you could actually have meaningful change for. But then. Like if you're if you're saying you're against um, excessive or the militarization of police, that's fine. But you're not actually doing anything to try to like um, change change that. You're saying that the oh they're militarizing because they're planning to round us all up. That's what's happening. Prepare for that. When it's just like oh, a police over militarized, maybe they they would use um, excessive force, and like maybe you want to prevent that. You could change stuff in the law, but they don't even, they don't do that. Yeah. They just want they just want talking points to to bitch and cry about. Thank God I'm not bound by the FCC because I have dropped so many cuss bombs. <laughs> what did being a conspiracy theorist do for you? Uh, what kind of emotional need did it fulfill? Um, well, probably what you've mentioned before, like it give, gives us purpose. Like you don't really have a 
drive in life and you feel like you're actually accomplishing something. That was the feeling at the time. But you know what you were accomplishing? Was getting that hit of dopamine. Because every time you get a new conspiracy theory, you're like, oh my God, I found something else. And it's just, oh man, I, I watched an old video of myself. Um, this was like two, 2007. There was a blimp flying over Detroit for um, Super Bowl, I think. I think it was Super Bowl or something. And I talked to one of my conspiracy theorist friends in California. We're on the phone. And this is like, of course, it's like three in the morning. I'm got no sleep, got insomnia. And of course, my brain's not, it's, it's firing on all cylinders, but in, it's misfiring all cylinders. And at one point, I was talking about the satanic pedophiles. and It's so embarrassing to listen to. But, it, but I think it's good when you share things. Because I'm sure you were embarrassed for some of the stuff that you thought and said, right? Oh, oh yeah. I was saying, saying stuff to my friends and and some of my friends in high school. And I'm just thinking to myself, what, what, were they think, what were they thinking on there? And when I sent them this, um, sent them um, Jason Burbage's um, New World Order defined movie on my, my, my space, what were they thinking then? <laughs> well, like, what's wrong with this guy or something? Yeah, like, like, oh my God, what is wrong with this guy? Well, I mean, yeah. we, we both made it out alive, and I, but I know that I can always fall back into it. That's why um, certain certain jobs I avoided. I wanted to do copyright. If you're familiar with copywriting, it's basically writing sales copy to sell products. There's a lot of copywriters that are in, a lot of copywriters that, that write uh, write sales copy to sell like financial stuff um uh prepper kind of markets there's a lot of copywriters that fall into right wing think and i think what it is is a lot of uh copywriting techniques use logical fallacies to sell people and that's a, a lot of it i think models that seem kind of conspiratorial thinking it's it's us versus them Big Farmer doesn't want you to know about this. And then people start buying their own bullshit. Mm -hmm. A little maddening. What does escaping the rabbit hole mean to you? Um, getting out, basically getting out of um, this endless cycle for, phase of ch basically chasing ghosts that don't exist. And like you're... I love yeah, it. Chasing ghosts that don't exist. Yeah, going through the endless cycle, trying to find evidence of it, and then um, sometimes you'll get out of it. Sometimes, like you'll just keep look, doing the same thing over and over again, looking for see you see a shadow on the wall. It's like, oh, that could have been it. And you see another shadow that could that could be it. That um, in, in the book I talk about. Um, are you familiar with NLP or hypnosis at all? Uh, no, I'm not too familiar with hypnosis. Okay. I, I actually don't know if it's real or not. Yeah, also, I'll, so I'll explain it. Um, hypnosis is like what you see in the movies is that's exciting. It's not that exciting in real life. I, w I wish it was that exciting. Hypno you know, you ever drive down the highway and then maybe you're driving and then maybe you forgot you like passed home, you're daydreaming. Real similar to that. It's I think the idea of hypnosis is being able to kind of turn off the, the critical faculty that like chatter mind so you can do um, work on yourself. That's why I've, I've used it to overcome trauma, et cetera. Inside of hyp hypnosis and NLP community, there's this idea that the map is not the territory, meaning our reality is not necessarily like 
Um, we interpret, everybody interprets reality different. In the book, I talk about the idea of the map is not the territory. One day I was walking, I was walking, doing a nightly walk. As I'm walking on the side, I see this guy, he looked, he looked like he's been over smoking a cigarette. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm like, I don't know this guy, he might be shady, let me cross the street. As I'm closer, I go across the street, I look over, I'm like, ah, it's a freaking garbage bag. And then I'm like, oh, it's garbage bags piled up. My brain had almost created a complete rule saying, if you see people on the side of the road, be careful. Cross. These people are dangerous. Like you said, like we start seeing shadows. We start seeing things all over the place. Now, um, I'm going to try something different I've never done. Uh, ask me a question. Did you ever think you could? You would have to use violence? Oh, good point. Uh, good question. Like, um, like was there an epic moral dilemma? It's like, oh, these satanic pedophiles are, are running the place. Someone's got to do something. No one's going to do something, and is it going to have to be me? No, no volunteers. Oh, let's go into the pizzeria. So, um, I think to a point I did because I I wanted the exciting story. Like when you talk about uh, things are boring, I wanted to be the hero. I'm like, I might have to do. Holy shit, this just impacts something. Um, so when I was a kid, I forget what grade it was. I had a lot of illusions of grandeur. Um, you know, illusions of grandeur. Like I wanted to be the hero. So yeah, I was definitely prone to conspiracy theories. So I remember it was um, seventh grade, maybe. I used to, I used to have this like this fantasy, like what if terrorists were to come to the school? I want to be the ones that save everybody. I remember there was like some girl I thought that I thought was cute. I'm like, I want to be the hero. I full played out that scenario in my mind. Like if terrorists came in, I'm going to do this and that and that 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 that. So it's basically the same thing. I want to be the hero. So I I think, yeah, totally. I wanted to be the hero that stops everybody. But I've got no training. It's like, it's like these people that are fanatical gun nuts. You put them in a real-world situation, they don't know what the hell they're doing. And I'm sure you've seen that being in law enforcement. I'm sure, um, especially law enforcement, I'm probably have to keep their their um, firearms training up. Yeah, well, like we have scenarios for like every situation. Like, had like, what's our plan? Like, if this happens, we're gonna do this. If we're gonna, if it if it rolls down like this, this is what we have to do. Like, it's you always had that mindset, especially walking in jail. You don't know what, what's what, what's gonna happen. I mean, it's, it's safer in the jail working around the inmates. Um, um, we won't up, have, yeah, yeah, um, but the, still, that like when they're out for their time, you're like walking around. There's like a big crowd of inmates, so. Um, it's safer in the jail than it is on the road. And we won't have one person die in our, in our um, agency for in the, in the jail, but it was like, um, he got, he got pushed against the wall. He hurt his back and he died in surgery during complications. It was, oh, like, wow. it's, tra it's tragic, but it, it, we've only had one um, officer die on the job there in the history of the, of the jail. That's good. What, um, so was it like an inmate that pushed him? Yeah, it was um, it was a sergeant. He was he responded to a guy who broke his sprinkler head, and basically he got pushed. The floor was wet, it fell on his back, and he died. And he went went to surgery a couple of days later, and that for to repair his back, and he died during for, due to complications. Oh, that guy got screwed for life. Killed the cop. Oh, he he already he already killed another guy. But yeah, well, he, I thought he wasn't walking free anytime soon. Oh yeah. Um, so I know I would say one last question. I got another one. Um, being in law enforcement, how many people do you see that are prone to to conspiracy theories? 
it, it's very common. Like, of course, because it's like when you when you select a certain demographic, it's gonna there's gonna be an overrepresentation of that stuff. Like in case yeah. of law enforcement, of course, most of them are Republicans. So you're, of course you're gonna and most conspiracy theorists are Republicans. So you're gonna have that overrepresentation. But I work with them. They like they'll work with you, but they're not planning to join the Oath Keepers. If that makes sense, like they're very like well, like we're not. It's frowned upon. Well, I mean, maybe back in the day they could do it, but now Oath Keepers are so, they're out in the public as so much more that, well, now that uh, Enrico got sentenced to what, 20, 28 years, something like that. It's, yeah. um, they figure it's probably a better idea to, to not join the Oath Keepers. Mm -hmm. Thank you for jumping on. Um, do you have any last, oh, here, um, do me a favor, mention your, all your social media channels or websites. Oh, uh, my, my, I'm the ex-conspiracy theorist. You can just find me on, you can find me on YouTube. Also have a Twitter, Twitter. I'm still going to call it Twitter. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter account. Um, I'm on YouTube, same name. Um, I, think, I think that's it. Um, and Facebook. Facebook, Facebook too. Yeah, that, that's my main one. Thanks for listening to Escaping the Rabbit Hole. To get instant access to the newest episodes of the podcast and the first three chapters of Antonio's newest book, go to www.escapingtherabbithole.com and enter your first name and best email and smash the button that says, Get the Podcast.